Hello and welcome to your daily dose of commentary, starting with the topic, This AI channel makes videos lying about actors' deaths. So I was shown this yesterday, which is quite strange. Like we've talked about how there can be like AI making content for YouTube and whatnot, like automated stuff, but this is pretty gross. It's called Deceased Actors Hollywood. Every five hours, it makes an AI thumbnail, an AI title, AI images with AI voices saying, Oh my God, I can't believe this actor just died. 10 minutes ago, rip David Hasselhoff. He died of a dangerous incurable blank. Family is in mourning. Ryan O'Neill has just passed away from a long battle with cancer. These are really popular videos like 30 minutes ago, sad news for actor Clint Eastwood. Family in mourning. 30 minutes ago, the family announced the sad news of legend singer Celine Dion. And so every couple of hours, more and more and more and more. How many views are they getting? I guess I'll show a little bit. Tony Bennett was born Anthony Dominic Benedetto on August 3rd, 1926, in the borough of Queens. Yeah, so it just like reads out details about them. It also has a thing where the comments aren't turned off, but if you comment anything, the comments immediately get deleted. I don't really want to engage with this thing more than this because it would screw up my algorithm for my uh, channel, but this channel is getting 2 million views a month and has gained 6,000 subscribers somehow. I can only assume the subscribers are fake. Views, I don't think so. And it seems to be growing, right? Just spamming the algorithm with this impressively low quality misinformation. But I mean, enough people will click being like, what is dead? What, what, what? To be clear, not all these videos are getting massive amounts of views. Many of them are only getting a little bit, right? Like this one got 32,000 11 days ago. This one got 36, 12 days ago. But you've got like ones that are only get like 3,000 views and stuff. The range is quite significant. This one got 52 two weeks ago. This one got 77,000 two weeks ago. Maybe in part, it depends on like how believable the actor's death is. I'm not sure. Or how popular that actor is, right? Regardless, really gross stuff. This is the sort of stuff that like you'd think would just be getting reported en masse. Why wouldn't humans pick up that this is trash and get rid of it? Is it meant to be a joke? No, it's just an AI cash grab to get clicks. Ubisoft will remove your games if you haven't logged in for a while. People talk all the time about how you don't technically own your digital games and it's like you're kind of leasing them from a company or blah, blah, blah. Depends on the particular platform you're buying them on. But obviously you don't have the ability to like resell them or something as a physical media is better. And another point in favor of those who prefer physical media is something that has just come up on Twitter. Ubisoft closes your account if you haven't logged in for some time. You will lose all your games purchased forever. It shows an email this person received, or at least someone received, Ubisoft account closure due to inactivity. Hello, we noticed that you have not been using your Ubisoft account associated with email address, blah, blah, blah. We have temporarily suspended your inactive Ubisoft account and will be closing it permanently in 30 days in accordance with our terms of service. If you wish to keep your Ubisoft account, you can cancel its closure by clicking on the cancel button below before, you know, a month from now. And you'd think this would be like, fake or whatever, but it's real, as shown by Ubisoft support responding. Hey there, we just wanted to chime in that you can avoid the account closure by logging into your account within the 30 days since receiving the email pitch it and selecting the cancel account closure link contained in the email. So that's, that's just what it says in the email. What you, why would they say this? We certainly do not want you to lose access to your games or account. So if you have any difficulties logging in, then please create a support case with us. Community notes added some context. For added context, Ubisoft can be required under certain data protection laws such as GDPR to close inactive accounts if they deem the data no longer necessary for collection. Ubisoft has claimed they don't close accounts that are inactive for less than four years. 
Have you guys ever been to Social Blade where you look up the stats for YouTube channels and stuff? You may notice that doesn't go back forever. It did once upon a time. And the reason why it doesn't go back forever now is because of various privacy laws, largely in Europe. The idea that your data shouldn't just sit online forever, that you have to remove it or whatever. And so if this context is true, I don't know why Ubisoft support wouldn't have said something like this. And four years is a damn long time. But with that being said, you would think you'd be able to get back into the account if you wanted to, right? Like they would close the account and you could like go to support and be like, hey, yo, open my account again. Does anyone know if that's possible? Like, again, why would support not say that? Because you'd think they'd be able to do that. You can't. But imagine you have like a thousand bucks worth of games and they just all get deleted effectively because you don't use your account for four years. Like think of how we are with physical media where like one day, 15 years later, you think to yourself, man, I want to play Mario Kart 64 again. Bring out your N64, stick in front of your TV and you just play for a bit. And if you had your childhood games on an Ubisoft account, you can't do that. Kind of shit. What I'm trying to say is if indeed they're forced to do this because of these privacy laws, then I guess there's no criticizing Ubisoft for it, but I've never heard of another company having to do this, but maybe it just hasn't reached mainstream attention. I mean, I didn't know about Ubisoft having to do this, so. But I do think there should be some mechanism by which you can get your account back. But I suppose that itself might violate these laws because that would require Ubisoft to keep your information on like the back end indefinitely, just in case you want it, which again, might not be legal. Who doesn't log into their account for four years? Person in a coma? person who loses like the password or something. As I say, it is a long time. So the amount of people this is probably gonna affect is very small, but it does suck, right? It, it like, it, it sucks. But as with all things, like if this indeed is just done because of these privacy laws, it's as I often say, everything has positives and negatives, especially when it comes to legislation. There will always be fringe cases where negative effects happen that you don't want. I do think the privacy laws protecting our rights to privacy are, are probably a good thing on the whole. Then again, I'm not exactly an expert in the impacts of uh, Europe's privacy laws, but from a casual perspective, it does seem to be the case. So I guess this is just a unfortunate incidental side effects. But fortunately, it does seem pretty lenient, so it's not gonna, as I say, impact that many people. GDPR doesn't require deleting data sheet for four, after four years if you have a legitimate reason to keep it. Yeah, Ubisoft maybe doesn't want to go to the effort. I've retired from making content on YouTube and Twitch. So I've got some terrible news, guys. I have announced my retirements from making content on YouTube and Twitch. I know, very depressing. I announced it on Twitter. After careful consideration, I've decided to retire. I don't feel like I can continue making the best YouTube and Twitch content while also being a voice actor for GTA 6. I have therefore decided to put all my time exclusively into GTA 6 so it can release faster. I am sorry. Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. Obviously, just the joke. There are a lot of people who really do not like my continued GTA 6 jokes. Let me see if I can find one. Most people are happy with it though. So I guess I can't find that many. But every single one of these posts, they're like, this has never been funny. But there's way more people like, this is still funny. Let me see if I can find another one. GTA 6 trailer countdown tweeted, GTA 6 will reportedly cost 2 billion and has been in development since 2014. Making it the most expensive entertainment product of all time, as Voxar is determined to set new standards in the industry. This is probably complete bullshit. Ignore this. This is one of those clickbaity kind of GTA 6 Twitter accounts. There's so many of them. They copy everything each other say. It's not important. I responded though. Dark Viper EU is reportedly a billionaire after signing on to voice Lucia in GTA 6. When asked for comment, Rockstar said, Spending over half the game's budget on a single voice artist seems strange, I know, but he is just really good. Source, I am a voice actor in GTA 6. I'm a billionaire, guys. You can understand why I'm retiring, right? TGG made a video titled Everything We Know About GTA 6 So Far, 170 Features. I responded to this 
It's insane how presumptive this title is. This is everything we know about GTA 6. I obviously know more than 170 facts about GTA 6 due to being a voice actor for the game. Additionally, that I am voice actor for the game is not a fact included in the video. So if you watch this THD video and read this tweet, you will know at least 171 facts about GTA 6, disproving the claim of the title. Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. Holick responded to me saying, at this point, I'm just waiting for at Rockstar Games to officially announce your Volnet. And so I, of course, gave him the official announcement from Rockstar. So Rockstar Games tweeted out in air quotes, specifically for Holek. As we greatly appreciate our fans, we are officially announcing that the YouTuber Dark Viper AU is a voice actor in GTA 6. He is currently voicing Lucia, but we may have him voice every character because he is doing such a good job. More information available in the latest Newswire. And there's a Newswire link. TG tweeted out this article from 2019 from GameRant. Rumor Patrol, GTA 6 release date is in 2020. TG says to this, huge if true. I respond, I can confirm this is not true. Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. I also leak some important details. The company publishing GTA 6 is Rockstar Games. Source, I am a voice actor for GTA 6. Yeah, I had not heard of them either, but apparently they did a lot of work modeling horse cocks in a cowboy game or something. I pity everyone I see in public who doesn't immediately recognize me and know who I am. I mean, imagine not recognizing the first officially confirmed voice actor for GTA 6. Sad, really. So this person commented, Now I am really confused. Is he really a GTA 6 voice actor or is it a joke? I responded, I can't believe people out here suggesting I am not a voice actor in GTA 6, especially after Mr. Boss Man confirmed it. Yeah, so those are most of my jokes, at least the ones that haven't been shown in other videos so far. Like, obviously, there are a bunch more included in the, the actual huge GTA 6 voice annu actor announcement video. If you haven't seen that, highly recommend it. It's on YouTube. So yeah, so I'm going to be making no more YouTube and uh, Twitch content, guys. It's just very important that I dedicate myself to the role. <laughs> An Argentinian streamer is destroying online arse. I just saw this on Reddit. You guys, of course, know r slash place, where people can, like, put one pixel, like, every five minutes or something. So teams of people joined together to make pieces of art. I'm not super interested in it myself, but I saw this at the top of Reddit. Streamers and botters were the scourge of this year's R slash place. Poland before and after it got attacked by the streamer E.I. Spreen. And basically on the left, it shows like a bunch of different original pieces of art on a Polish flag to commemorate the country or whatever. And then immediately after is some stupid streamer logo. This is also the second or third time this streamer has done this, by the way. I don't know why he target Poland. This person's comment. Streamers are the most brain-dead group ever. Not all, but most of them like this fucker. I mean, on some level, not wrong, right? We are a tiny community, so there's not much chance that we'll ever rebuild. Because apparently it was like a thousand of them versus like 60,000 viewers or whatever. He literally just said in live, wait for them to recover, then attack again. He is obsessed with destroying the Polish artwork. Fucking idiot. Instead of creating art, he focuses on destroying it. Ridiculous. He just ordered his viewers to come defend him on this post. Really annoying. That's just so cruel, man. Like on some level, if I joined in as much smaller as I am compared to that guy, I'd be doing somewhat something similar, right? Kind of make me feel dirty in a way. I think a part of its charm is it being non-permanent. Yeah, but like the idea of a bunch of people collectively coming together to commemorate something that they all share a part in feels a, a little bit more wholesome than like some big streamer being like, put my face on the, the picture. And they're only doing it because the big streamer told them to. Like, could you imagine someone I know like Dream just like controlled the entirety of the map with his influence, with the amount of people he knows? How? I just ruined it for everyone, right? Yeah, maybe I just don't get it. Maybe it's just me. I'm not a fan of ephemeral things. I like things that stick around that you can look back at and touch in some degree. 
a fan made a painting of me. So I'll just explain this one. Joker for Life, yes, the YouTuber you did GTA Guess It With, suggested to a painter to paint the iconic Wide Vipe AU image. In the video, as the guy paints, he talks about being a fan themselves, but hasn't watched too much, wanted a beard off given size of beard he has. He definitely has a larger beard than I do these days. You know already that I'm painting Dark Viper AU. So apparently this guy is a painter on YouTube. Joker for Life found him one day. So he does all this stuff and I guess he's played through GTA as well. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Certainly been anything I could do. It seems like a cool thing to do just to, to sit around painting stuff in your head. But it's very flattering that he did this and uh, that uh, Joker was willing to reach out to this guy, give him some money and, uh, and all that stuff to request it. If you want to go support GP Does, he's on YouTube. Uh, what's his Twitch? Uh, Twitch is better because it won't algorithmically screw him. Is he, is he on Twitch? Oh, he's live on our YouTube, so yeah. <laughs> These AI images? Oh my god, dude. Okay. I mean, if you don't have uh, time to make thumbnails yourself and money to buy them, I guess that'd be the way to do it. The first episode of my Blind GTA 5 playthrough flops. Basically, the first episode of my blind playthrough of GTA 5 released today, and I don't know if it makes sense to continue. The numbers on the back end don't look that great. Like, they look okay. It looks like a series that will, throughout its run, get somewhere between 100 and 200,000 views. But the episodes would take a long time to edit because of all the individual sound files you have to add. And it's a hard thing to strike a balance between having the voices communicate the chaos versus being too overwhelming to actually watch. And it's a separate question of like, how long that gimmick will last? Could it, could it really last like 60 episodes? I could have something like on the day that reads me the voices, but I think it'd be very stressful and annoying for me reading things from chat and listening to the voices. I could just have voices, but then I can only have one voice saying something at once, which makes things a lot slower. That sort of chaos of all the voices talking over each other, always someone speaking, is not something that I could replicate on stream and still be able to hear and understand what's going on. The added in text to speech was a bit loud at times. I agree and I reduced it. I increased the sound of the game, reduced the sound of the voices from Yellow Bat's original edit. And um, I have my mods watch it and they thought it was okay in the end. But I don't know, I'm very on the fence with that series. I might just continue it and see like how the next episode goes. Or at the very least, I'll, I'll wait a week and see how this episode's panning out in terms of its numbers. Like I enjoyed doing it and that is usually reason enough to continue a series. But I have a lot of things I enjoy and a lot of things I can do right now. So there's no pressure for me to do that one particular thing if it doesn't happen to do well and people don't enjoy it. I like the video but the text speech voice got really annoying after a few minutes. I did think it was overwhelming a bit, but we can dial that back, certainly. Although, it being the first episode, people will watch that first, and if they don't like that episode, they'll assume the rest are exactly like it. So future change we make to make it better. Well, people watching the first episode wouldn't necessarily know those are coming, right? My VODs channel is struggling. So I changed the name of my VOD channel to Dark Viper EU Livestreams. I still think there are not enough people who know what VODs are, videos on demand, which is basically just live streams that are previously been recorded. Uh, well, the VOD channel, the live stream channel on YouTube hasn't done particularly well, largely because I'm doing nothing with it that you're meant to do with YouTube channels. Like I'm spamming out 10 years worth of content more just for the sake of having it up there and trying to make it somewhat presentable. Like obviously, if I focus on one type of content, let's say like m all my past VODs about GTA, my speedruns and my uh, online stuff, uh, it would do better because the algorithm would know what to do with it. But a person can like just the Among Us stuff and nothing else. The strategy for the channel doesn't make sense for growth. It makes sense for like having a recording of this stuff for the rest of the time. 
not necessarily the rest of the time, but you get the idea. But I do think, hopefully, that changing the name will help. The Rambles channel is doing far better. Like, it still largely depends on, like, the topic as to how well the videos go. It's 30k, 30k, I mean, this is 64k. We're still nowhere close, though, to, like, the 40 to 60k average that was for the main channel. The main thing that's helping the growth is still the shorts. Because so many being released, even though, like, they all aren't popping off or whatever, there's uh, still a few that have. And I like what it's being done. How has this got 2 million views? Shorts are just weird. I do think over the years I've had some pretty piffy sort of quotes that uh, will make for some uh, good shorts as we go forward. Is my alarm going to finally fix my sleeping pattern? So I'm super tired. I mean, trying this alarm thing where I get woken up by an alarm at 9am each day. It doesn't seem to make me go to sleep earlier. Like you'd think if you wake up earlier and therefore you're awake longer that you go to sleep earlier, but I don't. I still go to bed at like 2 a.m. I thought I could sleep at like 2.30 in the morning last night and then I just got woken up at 9. So it's less than 7 hours sleep. Am I wrong to say that depending upon the stage of sleep that you're in, being woken up by an alarm is more or less disruptive? Because sometimes when my alarm wakes me up, I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. Other times I'm like, ah, the suffering and pain which has been foisted upon me. Why? The agony. Have they not developed something yet where they can like scan you and be like, okay, this boy right now in whatever stage of sleep, we can't wake him up right now, wait 10 minutes, we'll check again, see if he's in a better stage of sleep. Oh, you can do it with a watch? I think it's an app you can install. Well, I will look into that then, because this alarm thing is not going well so far. Answering your most interesting questions. How does your psychology degree affect your thinking? It's more the rest that I'm interested in. Give the viewers some insight upon how you process various different things, similar to how you did in the trolley problem video. That was such a great video, by the way. I loved it. Honestly, that trolley problem video, where it poses moral dilemmas about whether a, uh, you should change a trolley away from one group to another, may perhaps explain the most my political leanings and the way I view people, psychology, philosophy, all that jazz. If you want to go watch that video, I was sponsored to do it actually, it was, it was quite good. Although ultimately I don't think the game was all that good and maybe even falls somewhat similar to reaction content. Because while I am doing things, I'm making decisions, it doesn't super impact stuff. Certainly there were a lot of other options that I didn't uh, do and I didn't get to the end of the game, leaving some value there, but still an interesting thing. One more thing, perhaps it's just me, but due to my interest in psychology, people often find my responses to their questions or other things that I read, interact with very odd. Has this affected you? If yes, how so? There is almost no question that you could ask me that I couldn't answer in multiple ways. Digging down a little bit deeper in terms of like how certain I am about my response. I remember once someone asked me about the topic of abortion and I wrote them an essay as a response. They didn't get back to me. I, I don't know if they found what I wrote to be like strange or something, but normally when I'm talking just to people in day to day, I just give pretty standard responses to things. Or at least I did prior to being a streamer when I interact with more people and stuff. It depends on the context whether I'd be interested in giving a, a more thoughtful response, a, a deeper response to potentially start a discussion about some issue of philosophy or psychology or what have you. If people are finding responses to their questions or other things odd, then perhaps you should just like read the room, read the context and uh, give a response that is appropriate for the occasion. When a person asks like, how are you? And you start to go in depth into your relationship problems and your financial troubles and all that stuff. And this is a person like who's serving you at a local pharmacist. You have not read the room. What they're looking for is, I'm good. Or, you know, not doing that great right now. But, you know, I'm struggling, but I'm, I'm getting by. That kind of thing.
Various times over the years, you said you like your content. How do you feel about your content from three to four years ago? Do you still find it enjoyable or do you have higher standards nowadays? I absolutely have higher standards nowadays. When I watch old episodes of Pacifist, I can still see how they're funny. I can still be somewhat proud of them that I made them during that time, but I would obviously change many, many things about them. I could improve them astronomically. A lot of that though is fixed because I watch stuff at like 2.2 times speed. A lot of the issues I have with my older content is how slow it is how much extra stuff I kept in, how many pauses I kept in and whatnot. But that's obviously less of a concern when you're doing it like 2.2 times speed. But the reason I make the jokes that I do is because I find them funny. So it shouldn't be a surprise that I find the jokes that I say in the past funny even now. You know what I also find enjoyable? If you hit that like and subscribe button, I wish you all the best.